0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds, a very comics-loving, comic-centered, art-centered edition with comics creator Devin Craft. Devin, thank you for jumping in after a long day of work and talking with me.
1: Thanks for inviting me.
0: My pleasure. Absolutely, my pleasure. I first became acquainted with your work through Literati Press, And uh, enjoyed what I read there. So glad to talk about the titles that you've done with Literati, as well as any other work that you'd like to mention. Uh, I'll mention the titles Silence and Never Ender, being the two that I know you for in particular. But I know you have lots of other work that you could mention as well.
1: Yeah. um, So Silence, uh, I've worked on um, kind of in order. I think the, the three main kind of graphic novels I've done. I've done some kind of indie work before that and some side projects here and there. Um, But my first one was a book called Dragon Slayer that I did like Uh a Kickstarter campaign for. Uh Um, That one's a little bit older. Then I did Silence um, and then Neverender and then Neverender got published and then Literati picked up Silence. Uh Um, Uh So I'm proud of all three projects, but uh, especially proud of uh, Silence and Neverender.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And silence is such a, just an interesting story, the way you play with sound and music, uh, being part of that story. And then, I mean, as a fan of science fiction, um, Never Ender definitely does some cool things in that genre Mm -hmm. that I really appreciate as well. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. Um so let, let's take it back to the the origins. How did you get attracted to comics and what was it like the moment you said, you know what? Comics are the thing that I'm going to do.
1: So I I came about comics uh kind of a little backwards. Um I was big into video games as a kid and so played a lot of video games, fell in love with all the, you know, Japanese art styles that were presented in them. Mm-hmm. Um I think from there, you know, just the age I was, got into Pokemon, mm-hmm. and then eventually picked up Wizard magazine because uh, they did the. Oh I, yeah, I think I don't know if they uh, are are happy or regret having that Pokemon cover, but uh, <laughs> that was a whole lot of information for me in terms of like what comics were. Yeah. Know?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, so. love some Wizard magazine, some Heroes Illustrated, absolutely.
1: Oh, and it's it's the best. So I think that was the first kind of uh, my first introduction to comics. I picked up um, I'm from Roslyn, New Mexico, so it's really hard to find either comics or manga. Uh-huh. Um, but our local shop, Hastings, had a little bit of manga. It had some Magic Knight Rare and uh, the Star Wars manga. Nice, um, nice. So I I got into those a little bit, and then the comics boom, I think around when the first X-Men film came out, um, Mm -hmm. comics just kind of started becoming a little bit more mainstream and exploding. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I remember, I think I remember at the time being like, and like the ultimate X-Men era, I remember being like, oh, like, this is clearly a a ploy for, you know, to get the teens, and I was probably the target audience enjoying it exactly as intended. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I used to, I used to pick up wizard magazine and kind of just go through, they'd have like a hundred issues you must read before you die. And so I'd start Mm -hmm. to, you know, memorize like, okay, I need to read this, this, and this, and, um, you know, kind of just seeing all the canonical comic classics and then doing everything I could to get my hands on used copies or, Mm -hmm, um, mm just kind of whatever i oh i also being as a little bit of a library geek so i could i could get to our library and pick up sandman or pick up uh joe sacco or just you know just yeah. kind of random stuff all over the map um you know uh epic curious the sage i could i would just find really interesting stuff in the in the library that i might not have bought but i was happy to read anything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um that. so that was that was kind of my main introduction to um, like sequential. And then of course, like as soon as you find out about understanding comics and uh, Will mm-hmm. Eisner and um, you know, contract with God, I actually, it's funny cause uh, I'm always proud of this, but I read mouse, like, like just, I, I went to Hastings new, like uh wizard gave it the number one graphic novel of all time. And I just like, I was looking for the number one graphic novel and I found mouse organically. Like my school oh, nice. didn't have a program. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, I had, to, I had to like track it down in the history section, and I was kind of, I was like, oh, if you would have put that in the comic section, I would have bought it months ago. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right. Sometimes they hide those. Sometimes they had those. Um, but, but great text and in, in the way that you formed and explored, I love that. Pokemon to mouse. I
1: love it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And probably within like six years, maybe five years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what draws you to those genres? I mentioned science fiction being one of those. Do you have a particular affinity for a certain kind of storytelling
1: or is it anything comics? I'm okay. So my my personal affinity, I really love sci fi. Um, (laughs) Every book I do, I don't know if this is going to keep going and I don't know if it's a good idea to keep going. But, um, so my first, the first comic I ever did was like a Chinese neo-noir, um, probably not dissimilar to what John Wick is, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but based off of the old John Wu films, was a big, like Hong Kong cinema nut in high school. Um, so my friend and I started with like this action adventure, this is where the brand comes from. It was, we were trying to make like Alice in Wonderland, but that's like a neo-noir,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, and so that was, a, that was a comic called Jabberwock. And so that was like the first thing we did. Um, I, I worked on some sci-fi stuff, some little shorts here and there over college. And then um, uh, I started Never Ender in college, but then kind of put it aside. Like I did a 50 page version of it and then just didn't finish that. I, I, it ended on a cliffhanger. Um, but then Dragon Slayer was fantasy. Uh, silence is kind of action adventure um maybe a little bit fantasy but i i think like not in the way dragon slayer is never under sci-fi and then the book i'm working on now white wall is kind of like a war horror story
0: oh nice nice
1: so i don't know if i'm going to keep changing genres from book to book but i keep kind of just trying to find a story that like res that i hope resonates with people and then try to chase what that is
0: Love it. Love that idea. Yeah. And I really appreciate um, authors and artists that create across genres. That's kind of a recurring theme on the show. So uh, glad to hear that you are pressing forward
1: into horror as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think um, the next book, uh, Whitewall, like just real quick on it, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of, it's kind of a psychological, it's basically about psychic triage nurses, like, Imagine if during a war you can heal, uh, like you have to have nurses on hand to heal physical wounds, but, mm-hmm. you know, who heals mental trauma? Um, so it all jumps off of this world where all these nurses are trying to heal mental trauma. So it's kind of like the deep-seated things that you just can't shake. Um, Very cool. and that kind. Of, it just kind of becomes more like that, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love that curious to see um how that takes shape and that actually lines up directly with my next question which was going to be sort of your your goals creatively your creative vision going forward so it sounds like you are on your pathway
1: mm-hmm. i it's uh it's really tricky i love telling stories um i haven't found a way for that to be like a full-time sustainable thing mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and they take a prohibitive amount of time so uh I want to keep finding excuses and ways to tell stories and do sequential art. Um, I love, I I very much just love, like I get a, a good kind of dopamine hit from finishing a really cool image. Yeah. So hopefully more covers. I do posters and then on the side, I'll design pins and patches and stuff. Um. So it's kind of just always spinning whatever plate is starting to wobble. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of of a mix, but creatively, uh, hopefully make art that inspires people, um, make stuff that resonates, Mm -hmm. make meaningful content.
0: Yeah, yeah. All good goals. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, And it sounds like you also have that sort of self-rewarding interest in comic storytelling from the way back. So I'm sure it's rewarding for you, although, as you mentioned, also time prohibitive
1: yeah it's it's uh not a bummer but like the, the, like if i could i like it's the hardest thing to do like full issues of comics uh writing a comic's difficult you know penciling inking lettering doing pre-press uh i do like a lot of like i, I, I usually do kickstarter so like doing my own pr like if i could i just want to sit and be like okay here's where the camera is these are the emotions this is the scene like mm-hmm. you know how I wish I could put all that energy into design. Um, it's just really hard to find the economies of scale to be able to do that consistently. Yeah. Um, but I love the game. So I'm going to keep trying to uh, make comics when I can. Love it. Love it.
0: Um, I was going to mention Literati again there, but but also I wanted to give you the space to mention any kind of linking that you've done in publishing. You mentioned Kickstarter. Um so that, as well as any space that you would like to share, where people can go and support you, um, check out your work, and kind of follow what's happening.
1: Yeah. Um, so Literati, they're absolutely amazing. Uh, it's been really great, kind of. So, so Silence was a book that was initially uh, kickstarted, but like, kind of, kind of as you'll gather from the, the podcast, I tend to work solo. And I do get people to proofread, but um, nobody's formally editing a lot of my work, mm-hmm. um, which is a very necessary role. But I I tend to just kind of like keep roll, you know, keep keep working on stuff. So um, they did a great job of going through and being like, okay, like this is what we're understanding from from the text. Do you intend this, uh, you know, catching some egregious uses of commas. Um, you know, it <laughs> kind of became an in joke where we were we were kind of working with that. Uh, but, you know, helping kind of build the cosmology, helping everything to stay consistent, things where uh, I would reference something and then, you know, maybe shift it a bit in the original release. Um, it was really cool to get to work with a team of people passionate about the story, resonate, resonating with it and uh, helping the story be the best it could possibly be. Um, so it's it's interesting because like my initial Kickstarter release and the uh, so the, the five issues of science have come out um the next thing we'll be working on is the graphic novel release um so there's a lot of stuff under the hood like I, I went back and relettered it um and kind of asked them to like design like hey does this look better um so as kind of a team we all we all put a lot of effort into really upgrading what the book uh you know was it is um so this next version will be kind of a definitive version of of that um without silence never under the first six issues were collected in the trade uh from sumerian comics and those are on amazon um really really proud of of that book that's the most recent thing uh i just mm-hmm. wrapped up mm-hmm. um it's a nine issue series so the first six are in that trade and we're looking at doing a, an omnibus uh currently um but yeah that's a that's a like for for my money i'm really really proud of like what that book looks like and um each one of these projects kind of represents three years of my life more or less on and off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um so i'm i'm really proud of both of those and then um yeah the uh, white wall is the next project that uh i'm not i'm pitching it to some places i'm also i i work at night after a day job so I do two hours of pencils, two hours of inks, two hours of color. Uh, you know, each night I try to put in two hours. and if you do that long enough, you end up with you know 40 to 80 pages in a in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, like an issue two, maybe three if you if you push it. And you know, after three years, you got a little graphic novel. So um, I don't know exactly where or how that one will come out just yet. I've got a few publishers kind of looking at it, but um, if nothing else, it might be kickstarted. I'm putting pages up on the Patreon currently for um, people to to kind of watch as it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of the current status of, of all the projects.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Um, and you also have a website, I think, is that right? The, mm-hmm. I know that it has Cheshire cat going on, right?
1: Yeah. So trishacatart.com has, um, all the posters. I design a lot of like kind of fan art posters. Um, I used to kind of do a, a thing where I would sell posters at shows to be able to afford time to do comics. Uh-huh. Um, so I did that for four years or so where I'd go and sell stuff and be like, okay, this is rent," you know? And then, uh, uh, so I have a lot of really cool posters. I have pins, um, patches, stickers, issues uh i kind of built a little shop that that uh i ship stuff out from um but yeah cheshirecatart.com um if i have physical issues which sometimes i run out but i put stuff up there for anyone interested in uh signed or sketched physical issues um but yeah
0: awesome awesome sounds sounds great and i appreciate the the work that you're doing and i know that it's time consuming but uh, very creatively enjoyable um, as the reader as well. Um, So anything that we missed in the talk through that you want to make sure to share?
1: I think that covers a lot of it. Um, I also hit a lot of comic conventions in the, in the Texas area Um, every once in a while, make it out to some other States. Uh, It's kind of schedule dependent, but um, if you're in the Texas area, keep an eye out for me uh, at anime or comic shows.
0: All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Devin, for taking some time to talk with me. And I'm glad to talk with you anytime.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure.